Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, championship weekend. For great matchups. Great matchups. No, no Patriots allowed in this one. So that's already great. But, you know, let, let's get into some news, though. It's something that touched a lot of people's hearts. Drew Brees retiring. How do you feel about this? How, how do you feel about his career? Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. Um, he was one of the more prolific uh, quarterbacks in the league. I think no one can deny that. And he only has one Super Bowl, so I hope people recognize that it's very hard to get Super Bowls. Yeah, and he, he also had that Super Bowl, you know, during a hard time in New Orleans, especially, you know. So that meant a lot to that community, to that, yeah, to that community and to that franchise. So, you know, he he did a lot of good for that community and that and that franchise, you know, he he did he did enough for them to, you know, recognize recognize his legacy there. And I think he's going to be known very well throughout the NFL. And I think he's a future Hall of Famer. You think he's the first ballot, though? Um, I mean... He did, I mean, he did break a lot of records. If not uh, in every record. So I far. mean, he, he might be. I don't think he should be. But, I mean, he might be, you know? Why don't, why don't you think he should be? Because I think at the end of the day, all his records that he has will easily be destroyed by the next era of quarterbacks. Even and Patrick uh, Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think a handful of guys will pass up his record. You know what I mean? I mean, I think Matt Ryan has a chance of passing up a lot of his records if he just finds another team if he, or and or just stays with the Falcons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, for the most part, I would say the most uh, impactful thing Drew Brees had on the NFL is kind of stealing away the notion that a short quarterback can't be successful. I know he's not necessarily like super short like Russell Wilson. Yeah. But he's only six foot. And even at the time when Drew Brees got drafted back, you know, in, in San Diego, back way back yeah, then, back exactly. Then, whenever that's, they how, got that's how it was, you know. Yeah. The reason why he was a second round pick is because he was he was a shorter guy. Yeah, you know, not enough big big hands. He didn't have the big hands. He didn't he have yeah, the stature. His, his stature, exactly. I mean they the the old notion was, Oh, well, how can he see over his offensive line that are all six seven, six five, you know what yeah. I mean? So I mean I think he's kind of gotten rid of that stereotype and opened up the doors for, you know, Russell Wilson's, you know, Kyler Murray's, just shorter quarterbacks in general. I mean, quarterbacks yeah. in general, these teams aren't afraid to take a, you know, just a, a, a smaller guy. Yeah. A smaller guy. I'm a yeah. smaller guy. I mean, we've seen two number one overall picks go to quarterbacks who aren't even six foot in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Yeah. So I think that's really his biggest impact in the league. No, yeah, that's a big impact. But his numbers also say a lot. You know, he has the most passing touchdowns, um, most yards right now. And eventually, of course, they're going to get broken. But, you know, he's done a lot so far in his career to where I think he deserves – he's going to be a, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer no matter what. First ballot, I think so. I think, I think he's going to – I think he did enough to earn that. Yeah, I mean, I guess fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So, I mean, does he have an MVP? I, I, yeah, I think he has MVP. Because that's usually one of those weird notions that, uh you know, determines whether or not you're first ballot or not. You yeah. Know? No, I think he has MVP, too. So, I mean, we'll have to see about that. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. I don't think he does. Does he not? I don't think he does. I think he's one of those surprise quarterbacks who's never won MVP as a quarterback. I don't know. Let's look. Let's look. We got time. I'll, I'll yeah. hold some time. Uh, again, like I said, 
I was not necessarily the biggest uh, Drew Brees fans. I recognize the talent. I like the fact that he was a gunslinger who threw deep downfield. He definitely made passing for 4,000 yards casual, you know, because, again, when he came out, that wasn't necessarily, like, a normal thing. And, uh, yeah, like, he, he, he regularly did it and made it, made it the norm, the new norm. Like, if you're not throwing for 4,000 yards, are you really a, a phenomenal passer? And, uh, yeah, I mean, th- those are some of the things that I've noticed about him as throughout his career. Makes me question Sean Payton a little bit, but, again, the league is obviously different. They've had some bad calls with past interferences close in the playoffs that could yeah. have gotten them another championship. But yeah. to me, it might be another case where did the coach hold back the player or what happened? Again, it's hard to win the Super Bowl in this league. and He's the only got one. I mean, at least he got one, you know. Not a lot of quarterbacks can say that. That's true as well. And did he have that MVP? He did not have that MVP. Like I said, that That's makes crazy. It, that makes it a little tough to also yeah. get that first ballot. First ballot to reserve. But he does for. have a Super Bowl MVP. Mm, yeah, you know, I mean that's something. That, that helps too. It does, but usually they like to see Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP, and you know, and being top five and all important, you know, quarterback stats for your time. I and mean, he, I mean, he, 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 was, che- he checks off stats. a lot of those boxes, yeah. but he doesn't check off all the boxes. Yeah. And I think that's what a first ballot should yeah, represent. Might, yeah, I think you should be right about that because, I mean, if he doesn't have MVP, even though I do think he probably should have been deserved one once in his career at least, I think that will actually make it make an make an actual, you know, case against him for hey, I mean, first on, ballot. It honestly should because if Aaron Rodgers retired right now, they both only have one Super Bowl, but the difference is Aaron Rodgers has two MVPs. Yeah. And he might get his third this year. Yeah. So, uh, that that'll make a difference for sure. And in my opinion, if I had if for some weird reason, obviously Aaron Rodgers isn't retiring, but if if Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers were in the same draft class as far as uh you know, uh, going to the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame class, I would choose Aaron Rodgers because again, that accolade that puts him over the top. He's got the Super Bowl MVP. If they po- if, if they both retired right now. Yeah, if they both retired right now. And yep. obviously on top of that, Aaron Rodgers has the luxury to to add maybe just one more to yeah. that legacy. I like I said, it makes it hard to just be like, yeah, Drew Brees for sure, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm like, mm, I think that should be reserved for guys which we have that have accomplished a little bit more. Yeah, like Peyton Manning this year. Yeah, Peyton Manning. I mean, heck, Five Tom, Tom Brady when that happens. I mean, there's yeah, guys. Tom that, Brady's of course six yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah, so know? like that's a for sure first ballot Hall of Famer. As much as yeah. I hate to say it, I mean it's true. But I don't know, Drew Brees. There's an argument. I would I would say we need to have a little bit higher standard. Yeah, I agree. Actually, after um not knowing that he was not an MVP, that's crazy, right? Yeah, and and, and like I said, I think unfo- I agree with that though. Un- unfortunately, these uh you know these voters who vote for the Hall of Fame they, they you know they they look at all those things, so uh, I think that'll definitely be a hamper, and that's why Russell Wilson needs to win one of those MVPs soon because a guy, another guy phenomenal guy who's already won a Super Bowl doesn't have an MVP yet. Yep. He looked like earlier in the season he had a chance to, you know, possibly get it this year, but kind of fell off towards the end of the year. I mean, to no fault of his own, though, you know. Yeah, the, team, defense, the team struggle. Bad yeah. offense. Yeah, it's the, just, the it's team just struggle. everything when it comes to his team. But um, let's talk about another quarterback that officially retired. Phillip Rivers. You think he eventually he'll be an MVP in the season or in the league? Well, he didn't get it this year. And if I remember correctly, he doesn't have one at all. 
Not so, that I remember either, yeah. So, uh, again, another guy. I mean, that's not much of an argument. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. The no, question I, is, I don't is think, he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, mm. I'm not saying first ballot. I know he's not going to be a first ballot for sure, but I don't is think he a so. Hall of Famer down the road? I don't I don't think so, honestly. No? I don't I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he does have all the franchise stats for his team. Yeah, but this is for the NFL, not for your franchise. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure he has some records in the NFL, too. Not enough though. Not yeah. not any. Not I don't think he. Nah, I don't actually. I don't think he has any records. I think he might be close to a lot of them, but yeah. I don't think he owns owns any records. I mean, his best record might be playing on a torn ACL in, in an AFC Championship game. Yeah. No one can take that away from him, and no one will probably ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that might be his best accolade. I mean, what is he like? I think a seven-time Pro Bowler. Um, that's just about it. Seven-time Pro Bowler in a seventeen-year career. Mm. I mean, he was a good passer, but yeah, he was a. You he know, just sadly had better peers throughout his decade. Yeah, he had very, very good talent. Yeah, he was going against like yeah. Peyton Manning, yeah. Tom Brady, yeah, Drew prime Brees, Tom Brady, you know, yeah, all those guys. So, just, yeah, so I, I understand why, but I mean, he does have numbers, and he does have, you know, he does have the numbers for his career up there. He does, he does have that. So I don't know if that may, maybe that will help him like twenty years down the road. I think but, sadly his name will be forgotten. I don't think anyone will remember this guy in ten years. No, his name will not be forgotten because he has nine kids. His name will definitely be forgotten, especially since the guy who replaced him is Justin Herbert, and all he's got to do is win one MVP and maybe a Super Bowl, and they're gonna be like, "Who?" Especially these young people who are growing up with now. You know what I mean? Like in ten years, this guy will sadly be forgotten. Yeah, it's just a reality. You know what I mean? And fortunately for another guy who's in this similar class, Tony Romo, he'll be remembered, but he'll be remembered as the commentator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, he's and a good commentator. And he's a great commentator, and at least his name will be known 20 years down the line. But, again, he'll be known as not. Oh, yeah, but Tony he Romo. But ha- he also has a lot of, you know, accolades for his team, too. That's yeah, I mean, thing. he has a lot of franchise records, but if once Dak resigns, Dak will take all those down. If and he resigns. Yeah, he'll resign. And he'll take all those down and, again, See that the, the Tony Cowboys, Romo's best bet now again, kind of getting sidetracked. But Tony Romo's best bet of getting into the Hall of Fame will be as a commentator, and it'll be great. It'll be cool. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, and going back to Philip Rivers, I think the best quality about him was his toughness. Again, I mentioned that he played against yeah. the Patriots on a torn ACL, and uh, his trash talk. It was just yeah, he's great. one of the best. You know, just just look up some of his highlights uh, of him mic'd up, and you'll get some great content right there. Yeah, so no, yeah, for sure. That was a fun guy. But let's move on and talk about some of these coaching situations. You know, how Deshaun Watson might feel about the Texans interviewing Josh McCown and Jim Caldwell. To me, it doesn't seem like the, those are some good head coaching interviews. You know, Josh McCown, he's not proved to be a good coach, first of all. Not a good quarterback either. You know, just he's been a backup his whole life. And then to try to put him into a head coaching position, I think that's a little bit far of a stretch for me. And then Jim Caldwell, you know, he's done it before, but I don't think that's going to fix anything for that organization in my point of view. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're just going through the process. I think, honestly, yeah. they're just waiting for uh, this weekend and possibly the Super Bowl to end to truly get a real hire. Once, you know, one of these teams, you know, obviously the season's ended, they can interview one of the coordinators or, yeah. you know, staff members or so whatever. So it's just like a, like a fill-in. Yeah, they're just fill-in interviews. Yeah, honestly, it's just headlines. I think I don't think these are really notable things. I think the Josh uh, McCown one's interesting. I think the only reason it's why— It's interesting, but it's— well, it's interesting because I think what teams might – it kind of gives me the notion that are teams really considering former players as coaches seriously because the the nearest thing I think of is somebody must be thinking, well, look at Kellen Moore. You know, like Kellen Moore went straight from being a player to an offensive coordinator, and since he's done it, he's been in the top three to two offenses in the league. You know what I mean? And that's straight from quarterback to, you know, offensive coordinator, just like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's maybe what I'm like. Are, are teams really taking yeah, but, this seriously? But, see, to me, it's more of going from player to coach. I think there should be, like, a process where, you know, you be right. an offensive it, coordinator, right. you know, do that, get get your feet wet, and then maybe, you know, get into the head coach position. But from player to head coach position, that's where I'm, like, a little iffy about it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I feel like it's more just them doing the process, not necessarily this being anything – too serious yeah hopefully not because i don't think the sean watson would be happy about that yeah i mean it'd be interesting i mean he's stuck there i don't think i think miami's already said they like what they got yeah and as far as That's just good. picks so uh yeah <laughs> what if the jets would trade for him why they got a franchise quarterback and they don't have to risk it yeah but you have more flexibility with just having the picks they have you just have the top pick they don't have, like, the capital that the, the Dolphins have. So let's say they trade the number one overall pick for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, but they would want more than just the second overall pick. They'd probably want Who, their, the Texans? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. An, maybe another first-round pick? Yeah, they'd probably want their two second. Yeah, two first-round picks this one and next year, and they'd probably want a third-round pick of this year. That wouldn't be worth it? In my opinion, no. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, as early as they're what, picking. What if, what if it's just two first-round picks? This year and next year. Man. I I still wouldn't do it. Just if because you get an established, you know, quarterback. The Jets have a lot of issues. And, and what you're doing is you're like, yeah, you're fulfilling the most important position. But it'll just be the same situation the Texans are in. Except probably worse because I think the Jets have worse cap space right now. They're paying a lot of bad players. Yeah. Well, they got rid of – or the, the, I think they paid Le, Le'Veon Bell, too. So. Yeah, they're dealing with Le'Veon Bell. They got C.J. Mosley. I mean, they're paying, like, middle linebackers, like, $12 million each. They got some bad contracts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's that the Adam Gase – Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's like, why? Right now you have the flexibility to really kind of transform your, your team versus just like, all right, cool. Well, now we got Deshaun Watson, which is great, but we got the same team. Yeah. And now we're in worse cap space, and we have no money to do anything else except hope that we draft well. Oh, wait, but now we gave away our draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it doesn't make, it's not as liable to me because I think the idea of flexibility for a franchise should always be the goal. Yeah, that's true. But some, some of these teams also like jumping the gun and trying to, you know, Get what they can. And I mean, I would, and I'm totally cool with that when the house is built, but the Jets don't have a house. <laughs> they're still building brick from brick. You know what I mean? They're coming from the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, like if you had a complete house, like there's only a few teams that could act that I would feel like, all right, yeah, like 
That'd be fine. Like Deshaun Watson to this team. Like if he went to the Bears, I'm like, yeah, y'all got a great defense. Y'all got some weapons. It's like, yeah, just throw Deshaun Watson in there. You good. Yeah, like Deshaun Watson to the Bears, that'd be a that'd be a pretty good one. Or yeah. or to the Broncos. Yeah, there's a hand, there's a handful. I mean, I don't know. I think the Broncos still have a lot of things to to build up before they could just be like, all right, yeah, quarterback good to go. Well, a quarterback implemented into the Broncos um offense will actually make a big jump. Because we don't know what we don't know what Drew Luck is, but if you I mean if you put the Sean Watson in that offense, of course that offense will skyrocket, in my opinion. I think y'all should just get Gardner Minshew for the low, and then yeah, just have them. Yeah, I agree with that out. too. Yeah, as a good backup for uh for Drew Lock in case he doesn't develop, I think that that'd be the better way to go. But we'll see. We'll get into draft talk a little bit later. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the draft. I'm ready. You know, just to scout some of these players from college. But let's move on to our games of the week, which is the only games of the week. <laughs> First game, Tampa Bay at Green Bay in Lambeau Field. The GOAT versus the other GOAT. <laughs> Two GOATs, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. What do you think this game is going to turn out to be like? Well, I think that uh, I think Tom Brady, you know, I think he's going to lose it right here. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win. You think you think Tom Brady would lose this game? Yeah. He has experience, though. He's been through this. Aaron Rodgers, not so much. Not as much as Tom Brady. You don't think that's going to play a factor? Mm, nah, because I think that Aaron Rodgers is playing like just phenomenal right now, and I think his connection and you know with a relationship with Devontae Adams is about to show tomorrow, and uh, I think it's not really going to be much of a competition, especially if they get down quick. Because I don't think, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe Tom Brady left a little in the tank, but uh, he looks like he he was about to struggle towards the end. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm gonna agree with you on this win. I think the Green Bay Packers will win this. You know, they're they have the home field advantage. They have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And I the only thing that would concerns me is them going against this Buccaneers defense, which is a little bit better than what the Green Bay Packers have. So I think that's gonna be the biggest difference. But overall, I feel like the Green Bay Packers have a bigger advantage in this game than the Tampa Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't fault you on that. I, I just agree with that because, um, like I said, it's more more just due to the quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers is playing elite and Tom Brady's playing average. Yeah. And, you know, when you get to these type of games, that makes a difference. So, yeah, that's pretty simple. That's how I'm going to I mean, it. but Tom Brady does have all those weapons. I mean, he does, he but... But like, I mean, what did he do with all those weapons against the Saints last week? I mean, that didn't look. That wasn't a very impressive. But that showing. that's a very good Saints defense too. It, it's this Green Bay Packers defense is not as good as that Saints defense. I mean, yeah, but what I'm also saying is that like usually at this time, for the most part, when you have one of those top tier quarterbacks, the other opposing defense doesn't really matter. Just kind of saying, it usually goes out to like a shootout, and we've all seen these games where. So it's you like, think this is gonna be a shootout? I mean, it needs to be a shootout for Tampa Bay to win. 
I don't think so. I think to keep it close, I don't think it has to be a shootout for them. I think it's so because I think if 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 I Aaron Rodgers to- scores fourteen to zero in the first quarter, I don't think Tom Brady. I think the weapons are there. I don't think Tom Brady's arm can be like, all right, let me manifest and drive down these quick, you know, make a quick drive down the field and score quickly. I mean, but that's what they said about him in the regular season, but he still threw 40 touchdowns. It's like, yeah, but you don't have to th- do 40 touchdowns quickly. I'm saying, like, I think I think if I think he's a well vet, he's, he's, you know, he's a vet. He can do that. That's not something that's out of the ordinary for him. I mean, I'm not saying it's out of the ordinary. I'm saying what I've noticed from just his last game to this game, I'm thinking I don't think he can score quickly right now. So just my think, opinion. You, you don't, I don't you, think he you can don't score think quickly. He can, like, run quick-paced offense and score fast. No, I mean, I don't think he can throw a 30-yard strike to score a touchdown like Aaron Rodgers but can actually, right look, now. But actually, look, during the last part of the season, he's actually been, you know, throwing deep and successfully and accurately. I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm just saying I don't think he can throw a 30-yard strike in, you know, 10 seconds to score a touchdown. You can 10 you, seconds? Yeah, like run a play. Or, like, are you talking about, like, driving down the field? I'm talking about you getting the ball and I, then, like, yeah. you hiking it. In 10 seconds, you get 30 yards and then another 10 seconds. So, like, within two plays, scoring a touchdown. I don't think Aaron Ro- – I think Aaron Rodgers can do that. Yeah, like I, score yeah, I within, Aaron Rodgers can do I that. I think Aaron Rodgers can score anywhere from – Two to four plays quickly, like within 40 to a minute. We've seen it. He did it basically all season this year. I don't know if Tom Brady can keep up with that pace. I think Tom Brady scores and and throws a lot of touchdowns because his defense is phenomenal. He gets short fields, and he knows how to orchestrate a 40-yard field and score a touchdown. I, I think he can go down the field maybe like in four minutes, though. Yeah. So like that, that I think that in, in the NFL, point. I think that's quick enough for you to be down 14-0 or just catch up. I don't think so not when the other team is again keeping up their same pace and scoring every 2 minutes. But you also got to you also got to put into into consideration that the defense that the Packers win will not always be scoring two touchdowns in the first quarter, you know, it's I mean, I'm aware get slowed down. Um, yeah, but again, like I said, for the most part, when I look at the elite quarterback, I don't care. I'm always going to choose the elite quarterback over a good defense, no yeah. matter how good that defense is, because when you're elite, you know how to get rid of defense. Like, all right, cool. You got Aaron Rodgers uh, or uh, Aaron Donald dominating. I'm going to run counters away from him. Oh, cool. I'm going to chip him. I'm going to, you know, put two guys on him to block. I'm going to get rid of the ball quickly. When you got a Jalen Ramsey who's out there covering your wide receiver, guess what? I just throw away from him. I'll go to all yeah, my other the options. La- they have also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they've also had a matchup before, and Tom Brady won that matchup. Yeah, because uh, and I think uh, by a considerable amount of points. Yeah, but again, if you watch that game, it was because Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions early in the game, and then that got him two short fields. I don't yeah. think Aaron Rodgers gonna have that he's type not of game have that again. Mistake. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna have. I that mean, type he doesn't really have the, that, those mistakes. Yeah, very often, so. let alone to the same team. Twice in the same season. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? So you think it's just more like I'm riding the momentum. Yeah. The momentum is I see Tom Brady look like an average quarterback. Yeah, he's pretty much, you know, in the same. Yeah, he's just a steady quarterback. Yeah, steady he's, quarterback. Or, he's orchestrating his team. But and right now, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is playing is elite. on the way up. Yeah, like he's playing elite. Like right now, I feel like when he wants to, he's like, I'm going to step on this field. All right, cool. We're about to score in two minutes. <laughs> Boom. Scores in two minutes. Tom Brady takes. Four minutes goes down and gets clogged up in the you know in the red zone. They yeah. settle for three. Boom, Aaron Rodgers does the same thing, up fourteen three. You know what I mean? Like I just see like I feel like if it's not a shootout for Tampa Bay, 
then they're going to be in trouble. Because even if, t- if if Tampa Bay is up 14, I'm like, all right, cool. I feel like Aaron Rodgers can get up I quickly. F- I feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a shootout. I think for them, the best thing for them to do is actually keep it close. Maybe a, a, like, I think it's going to be a close game. That's what I that's what I think. I think it's going to be more like a 21-23 type of game. No way. Aaron Rodgers playing way too good. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's how I feel it's going to be. But I still I still think Aaron Rodgers will come out on top. I think he's going to have the last drive to win the game. So I feel like the Bucks will do enough defensively to slow Aaron Rodgers down a little bit. But Aaron Rodgers will have the last play and win the game. So that's how I have it. 23-21 Packers. I guess I'll just say 30-24 Green Bay. Or, yeah, Green Bay. Yeah, so it'll be more like a high-scoring game and then just, you know, a few gimme plays for the Patriots at the end. Not the Patriots, the Bucks. I mean, the yeah. Bucks. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just stuck in the past. Yeah. Yeah, something to that effect. Again, like I said, it's, I feel like for Tampa Bay to really have a, a close chance, I think it needs to just basically like, all right, you score, we score, I score. you. I mean, basically how I feel like anybody who goes against Kansas City. I'm like, all right, in order for you to, to actually have a chance, you're going to have to shoot it out with Patrick Mahomes and keep it close the entire time with y'all scoring basically every drive. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why, again, I feel more confident. Like, when I look at these two matchups, I'm like, all right, if Green Bay gets down by 14 points, I feel pretty confident in Aaron Rodgers to orchestrate some quick drives and get back into this game. If uh, Tom Brady's in that same situation, not so confident. He's yeah. done it before, not saying he can't, but I'm writing the momentum based off of last yeah, week. Yeah, after, after their last game. Yeah, after their last game. And then again, when I look up the other matchup, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, if he's down, I know he can score quickly. And honestly, if, if Josh Allen gets down behind quickly, I think I can see him scoring touchdowns within, you know, minute, 40 seconds real quick. I mean, he can throw a 40-yard strike real quick. So the one guy I feel like can't afford to get down is Tom Brady. <sighs> I think I don't think that's true to me, but we're gonna see this weekend. But yeah, no, that's gonna be still gonna be a good matchup between two goats, you know, two um, you know, two legends that are gonna be future Hall of Famers for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But let's move on to our last game: the Buck. I mean, the Buffalo Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is my favorite matchup of the week. I don't know about you, but I like these two young rising stars. One's already rising to the top already, but you know I like also like Josh Allen, and I think Josh Allen will do enough to win this game. I just think with uh, you know Patrick Mahomes barely coming out of the concussion protocol, and then him also having an injury with his toe, with his turf toe. You know I think that's gonna you know, cause problems, especially with this Buffalo's Buffalo's defense. So I think they're going to be able to do enough to win this game. And I think B- Bills fans will be happy that their team will be finally going to the Super Bowl after losing all the Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, I think so. I think you're pretty much correct on that one. I would say that, um, yeah, for all the same reasons. I mean, even when you looked at Patrick Mahomes last week against the Browns, even when he was in the game, I mean, it was a relatively close game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he he was struggling. He's struggling a little bit. Again, I'm riding the momentum. So with that factor, obviously that was dealing with the turf toe and then now coming off the injury of the concussion and the turf toe. 
I think it's going to be closer, but I think I think the Bills can definitely squeeze out a victory. It's hard for me to put Patrick Mahomes bet against him because I mean, man, yeah, that dude's it's, just, it's too, just good. too good. He's, He's good. too good. But I think this I, actually makes it a very very close matchup. I would say if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams didn't exist. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen have the best quarterback wide receiver relationship. Yeah, I also agree with that. Uh, just the way they connect, the way, you know, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are able to just make these subtle, you know, nuanced moves with just an eye look or a subtle twitch here and just be able to place the ball where they both are just in sync and get it to where nowhere else, nobody knows even what's transpiring. It's, it's just really fun to watch. I mean, that was clearly uh, – the huge difference maker, which makes sense to me. I mean, heck, uh, Dak Prescott's huge jump as a passer came when he actually got himself a route-running wide receiver in Amari Cooper. And yeah. sure enough, what happens to Josh Allen? His, his you know, completion, passing, everything, just all measurables, you know, important ones that we care about for a quarterback improved dramatically because now he has a route-running wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. And wow. – I think it's phenomenal. How do how do you feel about their last matchup though? Because um, in their last matchup, Josh Allen had his pretty much his worst game this season. You know, he had uh, 122 yards and a completion rating of 51.9. You don't think Andy Reid's gonna have a, a say in this? Um, you know what? I think that was a lot of uh, just like um, just uh, jitters. You know what I mean? I mean, this was his first playoff game with the huge pressure of taking Buffalo, a team that hasn't been to a playoff you know, in 20 years or close to it, you know, back, I think that's that's something that, that weighed on him a little bit. But I think if, again, you look at his – um, you just look at his history again this year. I'm basing all this momentum off of this year. Um, you look back. When he has a bad game, he bounces back. And usually he's one of those quarterbacks who tends to rise to his competition. I think he's going to – I think he's going to have one of his better games against Patrick Mahomes. Does that mean he'll win even yeah. though he has one of his better games? I don't know, but I could easily see him having probably – I could easily see him having the best stats of all quarterbacks and still losing this game. Yeah. Out of all the quarterbacks this week, yeah. I could easily see him having 400 yards, four touchdowns, rush for 80 and a touchdown. You know, I mean, I could see him doing that, but I don't I don't know if, if he will. Yeah, and uh, what I like about this match is, is this match is pretty much even when it comes across the board. Um, the Chiefs' first-ranked offense, Bills' third-ranked offense – Defense, the Bills, 14th ranked. The Chiefs, 16th ranked. Passing, first for the Chiefs and third for the Bills. And then rushing is 20th for the Bills and 16th for the Chiefs. You know, I just feel like all, all across the board, this is a great matchup. And, you know, it's gonna. I think it's going to come down to the wire in this one to me. I feel like um, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes hurt is going to be a big factor for them to to still be close in this game, you know, and uh, hopefully if he doesn't get hurt, you know, they might have a chance to win this. But at the end, I think Josh Allen will be able to come out on top, you know, just with a 27-24 win, you know, high scoring, pretty high scoring game. And just I think it's going to come down to a field goal at the end. I agree, but I, I see it being a little bit higher. I think it's going to be 34-31 Bills. 34-31? Yeah, I think it'll be a close yeah. one. But honestly, I could, man, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll go that for now, just for the sake of this uh, segment. But uh, like I said, I w it would not surprise me at all if the score was 34-31 Chiefs because yeah. that's just how close the matchup is. I mean, they are playing at home. 
I mean, there's a lot of factors, but I think just the shakiness of, of how Patrick Mahomes played last week coming up to this week, along with, like you said, the turf toe, the concussion. And then I know Josh Allen had a bad game, but he's not dealing with injuries. I think he got the monkey off his back of, all right, I'm in a playoff game. Yeah. All right, cool, I won my first playoff game for a franchise that's been really thirsty for one. And uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to just play now. I'm going to show up against Patrick Mahomes. You think I'm gonna that pressure's him. off of him now? Yeah, I think that pressure's off, and I think he's going to show, all right, if anybody's got a bigger arm than Patrick Mahomes, it's me. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game, and you know, I'm excited for this, this week's games. But you know what? That's going to wrap it up for this week. You know, um, we still got one more game after this. And it's going to be a a hoot for sure. <laughs> a hoot. So, uh, no, yeah, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. And you can also email us with any, any um, you know, advice or any opinions on the podcast. Let us know at Let's Talk TDs at gmail.com. All right. So just hit us up. Bye. Peace.